Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> Tonight, we got them. Goldie and the Salt. This is a chemical, chemical, disgusting, 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 And it starts right now. Oh, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of A Typical Disgusting Display, a podcast for writers, by writers, who hate writing. Boy, do we ever. And if you hear the E.T. theme in the background, that's because my friends are watching it in the next room. I'm recording uh, from an odd place today. And actually, it's right when E.T. flies by the moon, which we oh, talked about, about last week. I can tell by the music. Wow. And uh, But this week, I'm recording from our den because I, uh, I have to keep an eye on our dogs. I have to wait for a guy to come fix the air conditioner. Why? Because my wife is out getting her nails done. <laughs> getting her nails done. So That's important. It's it, yeah. It seems to be quite important. Apparently, it was a she priority today. She takes our today. our podcast seriously. I know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, it, this, avid this this time period. Yeah, written in stone. I, I think I'm glad she's not an avid listener. By the way, <laughs> okay, good point. Good this point. is where I get to venti, <laughs> to venti, a venti horizon. Goldie, how are well, you this fine morning? I have some bad news. I was I was going to say it up top, and then you interjected that thing about your wife's nails. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw, but I was like checking the news right before this, and the Supreme Court ruled we can't do a podcast. <laughs> oh, so was it six three, it, six three. No, it was eight one, and the only person on our side was Breyer, and it's his last day, so I think it's total senioritis. And I heard Two after the verdict, he just tossed his pencil into the ceiling. Oh, <laughs> a perfect toss into the ceiling. Yeah. That'd be Wait, great. Uh, first joke of the day. Yeah. First joke of the day. I was waiting I'm for sorry, it. Sorry, sorry. Mm-hmm. I was Thank too you. busy doing my aerial pencil toss. I, but yeah. it's, you know, it. Is it? Are we living in reality? Where I it's, wanted to talk about this. Oh, I'm glad you're I, talking about it because, like, the notion that there are these nine people and and they're wearing robes. Yeah. And they looked over the law books yeah. because I think writing is a good is a good uh, analogy for kind of what they're doing. It's like we're on a long running series like The Simpsons, and they go, "Okay, there's a new. We're talking about a story. We're talking about this abortion thing. Haven't we already heard something about this? Yeah, it was like 50 years ago. We better like look up yeah. what they said about it then yeah. and do something because and it's like." Everyone in the past was stupider than we are now. Like, that's yeah. the only thing we know is that they knew less than we know now. Yes. And yet, 
<laughs> everything is decided by asking, well, what would they do? Yeah. Yeah. It's Why? Ridiculous. It's like ridiculous. if you put someone from colonial times in your bathroom and shut the door, in two minutes you'd have a Paddington like disaster <laughs> where they would be fleeing out and a flood of water would come around. Like they wouldn't know, they don't know anything. Yeah. I know. Well, you know what? The, They're it, like five two, have no teeth. We're fucking yeah. drunk all day. Like because they didn't about know this. to drink water, yeah. and we're going like, what? What would they think? Yeah. Well, they, there were like eighty people, so they never had to worry about like the, the whole West Coast didn't exist. Like you'd have to explain to them what California is. They right. wouldn't know. I love the detail that they were five two, and that somehow affects <laughs> how smart they are. They were five two. What could they, they know? They weren't even. Like, they were like a different species almost. Like if you go to the north end of Boston, you see like the old colonial things and the door frames. It's like a yeah. dog door yeah. that they walk yeah. through. Yeah. Like it's yeah. a they, joke. They That's couldn't really dunk. They could no. not dunk. That's and a big. If, if you go advanced. to jury duty now, like the the couple times I've had it, and the like, in quotes, the judge is sitting there in their robe, and it's like all they do is go like order. Ah! Yeah. Anything, any, anytime anything exciting happens, they're like, ah, stop it! No, <laughs> no, no, no! And it's like, why? Because like we're now we're actually talking like human beings and getting emotionally involved in this and not acting like the answer is a book. And like all they do is like, and by the way, doctors do this too. What you tell them what's wrong with you. They go in another room, they disappear. Everyone knows. Do you know what they're doing? They're fucking checking a book. They don't know. Like, just, they don't like, know. People, law school is just like, oh, I memorized a lot of, in a book. It's like, we can go check the book too. Yeah. <laughs> and look yeah. for ourselves. Like, you, you're, you don't know anything. Yep. <laughs> yes. It's ridiculous. I mean, we, uh, so much has already been said about, like, you know, I mean, Kavanaugh is a fucking disgrace. Yeah. It's like, I've never seen a more credible witness than that Dr. Ford who testified against him. And yet everyone was like, nope, sorry. He gets to be a Supreme Court judge because we say so. It's so stupid. And just to, just to hopefully get us yanked off the air here. Oh, thank um, you. Please. Yeah. No, this, Thing to me because I was thinking about it. So the obviously we're kind of making veiled references to this Roe v. Wade overturned thing, which is a total disgrace. But here's what I noticed, and I'm sure you noticed this too: the states where this is going to have the most effect, let's just call them the stupid states. They're they're no. states that are already kind of like backward red states. Like it's going to have that's where all the laws instantly go into effect, right? Yeah. So what are they doing? They're trying to breed more struggling white people that they can control with fear and who will vote for them in the future. And why are they doing that? Because we all know that the real, this is the classic GOP misdirection because they're getting everybody rightfully angry about Roe v. Wade. We're all looking at this thing like, oh my God, look what they're doing and holy shit. But the real issue is climate change. And because that is such a threat to big business, like all big businesses are going to have to pivot at some point to try and save the planet. And they're trying to put that off as long as possible because they don't know if they can survive that pivot. They don't know if entirely new businesses will come out and be the dominant things. So basically, they're breeding more struggling, poor white people that they can control with fear to vote for them so they can keep these big corporations in business and spewing smoke. One of the other decisions that's coming down uh, the pipeline this week, which is... It already I'm did. 
Yeah, the EPA thing. Yeah, they like did. The, they did it this Yeah, morning. they ruled that the EPA no longer has authority oh, yeah. to regulate greenhouse gases. Which is crazy. Uh, which is insane. So yeah. no one so it, yeah, yeah, so it's basically sending a message that, okay, big business, this is it. This we're, is in, you. You, we're in our final throw here. Make everything you can while you can, while we're still controlling things, and we'll try and breed more voters for you. I, I think that's all, what's happening. I love I like it. That from your Cape Cod mansion, you're a closet socialist slash conspiracy theorist. I I love learning this about you. Yes. Agree with you on the environment. Want to add a third thing into the mix. Yes. And it's it's this religious element that is now in our lives where this institution was caught Mm red-handed in the greatest child molestation Yes. Scandal yeah. in history. And there's yeah. no doubt that it happened. Like all the things Q accuses the Democratic Party of, right. yes. they discovered the church did and Already. covered up. And, and yeah. this should disqualify them from public life for a hundred years. Like yeah. if this is the NFL, you cannot play lifetime ban seasons. Like right. you, and it, and it's like, oh no, march right back into politics. Like, what's the penalty for this? Like should you, they should be paying taxes. Like, why am I living under this thing that Yes. I don't, yeah. it's, again, it's like anything that's written on an old piece of paper <laughs> takes more precedence than the evidence in front of your own eyes for some reason. It's, it's like, you wave this book around at me. It's like, I, it's a book. I, I know. I don't care what's in the I book. Like, you, you both care. posted this thing on Instagram. Like, I don't care what's in your little magic book of spells. Yes. I don't care. <laughs> I like, know. you have every right to love your little magic book and then go every Sunday to listen to a virgin talk to you about the magic book and what it means <laughs> yeah. for you. And, and, and apparently, like, it hasn't solved their lives. It hasn't solved all of them. It didn't solve that big child molestation scandal. But by all means, go ahead with your little magic book. I don't give a shit. But stay so, yeah. in your little place with your magic book and leave it there. Yes. Right. Just if like I have my magic books. Right. Yeah, and I Harry leave them Potter. at my home. Right, you don't you don't force everyone to like you know think away their back pain, even though you believe yes. that's something you can do. It's like <laughs> it's you do remain approachable about it. Yes, exactly. exactly. And it's it's like if you don't like abortion, don't have one. Encourage yes. maybe your family members. I don't members. like abortion. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yes. Nobody really likes right. it. Right. But it's just like if you don't believe in it or if you think it's bad, don't do it. Don't make everyone else not do it's just insane. And also to I love your magic book, you know, thing. It's like don't aren't we all kind of smart enough to understand that none of that happened. Like there yes. was no Adam and Eve. Like there was no parting of the Red Sea. It's ridiculous. I don't there was know one to... zombie. <laughs> I know. How do we combat that? How do you combat something I that's just no so com- clearly I mean, it's like, because I don't, again, but if why are, anyone why wants are... to believe it, I don't feel the need to combat it. But I also just, I don't think we should have to live by those rules if we also don't believe in the sacred zombie. Right. Right. That's exactly all. Yeah, it's right. a choice. That's it all. Be a and choice. like, by the way, then I should be getting my penalty in this afterlife you're always yapping about. Like, I know. And you'll be able to point down at me and go, ah, he didn't believe in the sacred zombie. And I'll go, you got me, guys. <laughs> yeah. I will burn it. You know, I was wrong. It's, I, I, it's sure interesting. Sure is hot in here. <laughs> sure I still have a Boston. I have a, everyone has a Boston accent in hell. <laughs> no, that would be fun. Hell. That would be too fun. Yeah. It would be some other, it would be like mid Atlantic Philadelphia accent or something. Oh. That's 
yeah. the most annoying one to me. That's really hard to do. Yeah, that's the yo yo <laughs> rancho. And yet, and yet, I still can't get along. Sorry, no, go, go ahead. ahead, go ahead. Go I was ahead. just going to say, and yet, I still can't get along with people on a one-to-one basis. So it's like, how am I going to get along? <laughs> yes, with people? I, I want to get your ruling on this dilemma I I encountered on the plane ride on the way back. Okay. Okay. How, how would you have handled this situation? Sure. Okay. So I. Uh, I upgrade myself to Comfort Plus. Nice. Ooh, yeah, you've earned it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I have to be in an aisle seat on the plane because I, I have to stand up 12 times. No, I just, yeah. I can't sit still. Like, I can't sit down. I hate sitting now. Okay. Right. So I get to my seat. There's a guy in my seat. Um, I'm guessing of Indian or Pakistani descent, and that okay. becomes relevant in the story. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, guy in my seat, the aisle seat, and in the two seats next to him are two young children. Okay. Sure. In the row behind him, in the aisle seat, there's a, a woman, I presume, of Indian and Pakistani descent, and a, yeah. and, a, and a third child, and then an empty window seat. Right. So the guy from Got my it. seat says, would you mind switching seats with me and points to that window seat? So I say, uh, like, I'm just being in, I'm just processing this in the moment. Right. Yeah, sure. I don't say no. Right. I say. Because you're nice. Um, I kind of want to be in an aisle seat. For personal reasons, and that's why I booked it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to separate you from your kids. I look at the woman behind him, and I say, and I I don't make the assumption. I don't go. I just ask, "Oh, are you two together?" Right. Oh. The woman kind of like freaks out. She's like, "I'll move," and then she goes into the window seat. So they weren't together, but I didn't. Right. I didn't okay. like right. imply just because you're the same skin tone. I didn't. I didn't assume you were together. I simply asked, asked. If, if you're together. So I'm in the aisle seat. Um, and then I, you know, the plane takes off and I look and he was, he, what he had basically done this guy was he had come on board without asking, taken my seat. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like didn't ask. And then the row in front of him was his wife and kid. And they actually had the other aisle seat. They just didn't want to give it to me. Oh. Because he wanted that whole row for himself. He instantly goes in that row and falls asleep while oh his wife God. tends to oh, his that's three kids. Up. That's so I, I didn't say anything, but I I feel like I had the right to be angrier. Yes. I yes. had the right I could have teed off on this guy that I wanted. And I I like I'll say like my my macro view of this is it is perfectly okay. I've flown with kids before. It is perfectly okay if you don't have the row to ask someone to move for your totally. benefit. And to give them like for like, say an aisle seat for an aisle seat, a window for a window, or middle yeah. for a middle. But you can't take the seat first, then ask. You have to stand That's by 100% the seat. And angry. then when yeah. the person arrives, say, hey, this guy was in the seat. Yeah. Am I That's rude. crazy? Well, and, well, and by the way, so we can't even get to abortion? Because yeah. I'm angrier <laughs> about this seat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but here's, here's, I'll say a couple things, a couple okay. things. I think that, first of all, I think that you were right to be angry that the guy pulled the bait and switch and then went to sleep. That's crazy. Yeah. But here's something where I don't agree with you. I don't think it's possible, or I mean, it's possible, but I don't think it's really uh, smart for someone to stand by the seat and wait. And I'll tell you why, because people are getting on the plane. You have to keep the aisle clear. Like, it's such a nightmare of people getting on and off the plane. assigned seat. He Which could have was sat in his, one he row could have sat in, He could have sat in his assigned seat and then asked you. That's what I'll, he should I'll have done. I'll also add that, like, air travel is quite expensive now. Like, this one-way flight oh, that's a good was point. 850 bucks. Yeah, that's a so lot. So it's kind of like, you know, if we were in a, in a world where it used to be, where it's like, it was 170 bucks, right. whatever, 
If it was the short leg, like if it's a flight under three hours and you Good go, point. who cares? It's fine. But you go, this is a six hour flight, dude. Yeah. Where yeah. I paid a lot of money for this seat. And he also yeah. put you in the situation where you couldn't just say no. Yeah, like right. I'm looking like the Karen yes. all of a sudden. Yes. And it's like yeah. I'm waiting for the cameras to come out, which by the way, I I kept my voice very low. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I also loud. just feel like like Part of me then just goes like, take everyone's rights away because everyone's an asshole. Yeah. yeah. Like, just take them all. Well, take them it's, all. It's funny. I had a very similar uh, situation at my my daughter's uh, dance recital, which was maybe now mm. like a month ago or something. And that was when Tall was sick. Tall had yes. COVID before the rest of us. So I went to the, Levy was in the dance recital and I'm I'm by myself and I'm thinking, okay, well, it'll be easy to get a seat because I'm one person. So I get in there and of course the place is pretty packed. Yeah. And I finally see a seat maybe like eight rows up just on the on the very end on the aisle. There's a seat. So I go to the seat um after a few uh you know false attempts at where there were seats with bags on them or jackets or whatever. And I see this empty seat. I go there there's a family sitting in further in the aisle. And I said, is this seat taken as one does? And the husband kind of looks over and he's like, he's like, no, you, you should be, you should be good there. He's like, but just ask my wife. She's whatever points. So this uh, typical, like Karen, like a blonde, white, you know, kind of middle-aged woman comes back up. And I said, Oh, may I take this seat? She's like, I'm sorry. Um, I need that seat. And I said, Oh, is, is, are you sitting here? She said, no, I just, uh, my daughter's in uh, two of the dances, so I need to get in and out uh, of, of the of the oh, row. Oh, boy. And I said, well, so, but nobody's sitting here. <laughs> and I said, so may, could I sit here? I'll move out of the way. And she was like, okay, well, uh, if you don't mind me just getting, you know. Oh, wow. I'll, I'll, she said, okay, I'll step over you then. Like it was right. so needlessly aggressive. Like and I'm like, people have been sitting in theaters for years <laughs> and moving their Before knees her. slightly so people can pass. Like it's not something. So, of course, I at first I was like, all right, I'm sitting here. But then I was and then, then she ran off to help her daughter. And then I'm thinking to myself, I am going to be so angry at this woman every time she goes by <laughs> and something bad is going to happen. Yeah. So I just squirmed away and found another seat like in the middle. But I was so annoyed by that. Like the yeah. entitlement it's of obnoxious. like, I'm not using that seat, but I would like it to be free. For so me. I may have unfettered movement. So my daughter can dance to, you know, pump up the jam. Poorly. Massachusetts is almost a red state at this point. Like <laughs> er, everyone is, there's so many more assholes than there used to be. And I, I attribute this all to the Donald Trump effect that's just emboldened. Yeah everyone yeah to to just you know it's like if i'm as big an asshole as i can be everyone will be on my side because i'm talking the truth or something yeah. i like i don't well massachusetts is basically a blue state in like cambridge brookline and newton and yeah. then the rest of the the rest of the state is a red state it's crazy yeah. like where we are on cape cod the number of trump signs yeah. and bumper stickers and you know the the back the blue, all that kind of shit, yeah. it, which is also a genius thing that the Republicans have done. It's like, we're the blue party. How did you co-opt blue for yeah. you guys, too? Like, now you get both colors? Well, it's also if, if we started, like, raising and saluting our own separate flag, I think they would have a problem with it. 
Yeah. Right. And yet they sure. have their own little flag. I that, know. That it's like, it's not the American flag. I pledge allegiance to this. And it's like, what is that weird dark flag? Like, yeah. what? Mm. Yeah. I thought I we mean, were all one nation. And it's like, now you have your own flag? Like, we should have our own flag. How do you like it? How do you like it now? Yeah. You know, they would hate it. And, yeah. you know, just to just to bring it sort of full circle with the Supreme Court oh, stuff, good. it's like Biden uh, Biden doesn't have what it takes to do anything. Oh. Well, the, the infuriating he, he's not standing like, up to anything. The infuriating, like, let's use this to fundraise thing, and uh, yes. yeah, the aspect of that. That immediately you're getting texts from like James Carville, like I'm very concerned. Yeah, and I, I've been watching a lot of Shark Tank, and it's gotten me in this mindset where you say. If I give it to you, what are you going to do with this money? Like, that's yeah. what I want to know right now. Like, say I send you $2,500. Precisely yeah. tell me, yeah. in what way will this be used other than to pay for more texting of me for more money? Like, I, what are you doing? What are yeah. you doing with yeah. any of the money? Your PR sucks. You don't appear yep. to have any backbone on any policy. Like, at least, like, do the Steve Bannon thing. Flood the system with shit. Issue executive orders like Trump, fill the courts with nonsense and make them during yes. the time that yeah. they're sifting through it. We'll have the policies we want and people I will know. see like these are good and like it'll just get punted down the road and then they'll have to litigate and sort it out later. Like I don't well, understand the reluctance I, to do that. I'm hoping that millennials and Gen Z are what they're sort of cracked up to be like, because I keep hearing this thing of like, Oh, Gen Z is not going to let this stand. <laughs> they're not, they're not, there's, no, there's a votes. great article. I'm going to point you and our listeners to it. It's, it's okay. in something called the intercept <laughs> and it's about how all these organizations, these progressive organizations that are supposed to be helping us at times like these, they're all 90% of their resources are now dedicated toward internal human resource fights. Oh my Whoa. God. What? So it's like pronoun battles. Like all battles. the climate resolve people, are, it's because like a boss addressed me as this and yeah. they didn't say their pronouns. And it's like, like to protect their own company. They're, they're all involved in internal disputes and litigation Whoa. and they can't face outward. Wow. Because they're dealing with this, these sort of like, like HR issues. Gen Z. Uh, HR problems. Yeah. Wow. Oh God. Yeah. So yeah. that's terrible. The cavalry's not coming. Right. Nope. They're not coming. And guess who's not leading the cavalry? Writers. <laughs> we're, we're not doing shit. We keep collecting paychecks from Fox. <laughs> like, what are oh, we shit. doing? But we did our work this week. I think we have some jokes. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into them. We let's now have in. a funny take on this week. <laughs> let's get into these disasters that we call Johnny Jokes. Bro, Hollywood here to solve all your problems. It's Johnny's. <laughs> oh boy! And like Sorry, the news kid. this week, my jokes are terrible. So Sorry. let's get right into them. Well, it's uh, it's the story that won't go away. Uh, gas prices have soared to a new high. Yeah, uh, gas is now so expensive. How expensive is it? Thank you, JC. Thanks, one of you. <laughs> I'll overdub it. I'll overdub Gas it. Gas is now so expensive uh, that Vin Diesel has officially changed his name to Vin Regular Unleaded. <laughs> All right. That's an easy Vin, one. Vin Ethanol? Vin Ethanol. I should have thought for one more second about that. Okay, here we go. Or maybe you heard this story. Uh, disgraced former New York mayor Rudy Giuliani mm. says he could have died 
after being lightly patted on the back in a supermarket last weekend. Yeah. And while he did manage to survive the attack, sadly, his hair died years ago. <laughs> That's good. What a wordplay. Uh, you're, you're doing well. Uh, you're two for yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. Get ready for two for three. Uh, a, a new drug uh, in development, they say, may be able to extend human life to the age of 200. Ooh. Yeah, this is a true story. Yeah. Uh, boy, uh, imagine if Biden had 10 more years. <laughs> three for three. I can't stake the pressure now. Here we go. I, I picked a horrible closer to begin this is, with. This is Jenga. Just <laughs> the tower, the tower the is about to fall. Okay, setting up my karate chop for the one Jenga piece that's left. A, a new study shows that sugary cereals may be contributing to a rise in IBS amongst children. Yeah. Uh, Not wasting an opportunity, the folks at Kellogg's have pivoted and are now urging kids to go poo-poo for Cocoa Puffs. (laughs) (laughs) And the Jenga Tower (laughs) falls down. Three for four. (laughs) Very respectable. Uh, Great game. Thank you, Johnny. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, you know what? I'm starting out with a norm. I'm breaking oh, forward wow. with a norm at the beginning. What? Love it. All right, here we go, people. There's a national shortage of tampons, <laughs> leaving millions of men scrambling to find tampons. <laughs> Excellent. That's great. That's great. Short joke. Okay, here we go. Now into the Johnnies. After this week's summit meeting, the G7 countries announced they're going to stop buying Russia's gold. Yeah. And in response, Russia said, come on, very good price, very good price for your wife. (laughs) (laughs) That always works. Okay. Bed, Bath & Beyond stock dropped 20% this morning. 20%. Yeah, financial experts say it's because an investor purchased the stock with a coupon. (laughs) (laughs) This week on Alec Baldwin's Instagram Live, Woody Allen said he will probably stop directing movies soon. Yeah, Uh, Woody said he looks forward to spending time with his wife and his children and his grandwife and his grandchildren. <laughs> and finally, uh, here we go, finally, Gislaine Maxwell. Yeah, you've heard of her. Gislaine. Gislaine Maxwell. Stroll down Gislaine. Was sentenced to 20 years in prison for providing underage sex workers to VIPs. Boy, abortion cannot catch a break this week. Huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, those are great, Goldie. I was. It's funny. I was. I had one that I didn't end up using about R. Kelly because he got yeah. sentenced to thirty years in jail, and it was a very easy punchline. But it was sort of reminded me of of that where it's like uh, courtroom witnesses say uh, after the verdict was read the defendant was pissed off while the plaintiffs were pissed on <laughs> oh, <laughs> why didn't great. you do that I don't yeah, know what? I blew it I see because I don't know I went poo poo for Cocoa Puffs because I'm an yeah. idiot I don't uh, know yeah that was good <laughs> that's a good one 
Um, so w- I know we're going to get into, I think, an email in a second. That's here. like after sex saying all the things you could have done. I know. <laughs> oh, I know. You didn't. Yeah. I could have lifted that leg over my shoulder. Oh, but totally. Was, yeah. That uh, would have been great. Yeah. Sucked on a toe. I don't oh, know. would have been so amazing. <laughs> I mean, you didn't, but okay. <laughs> it could have been so hot. Oh, it would have uh, been amazing. Um, I'm going to, I'm just going to tease, I, you know, we're, we're in episode 48 here. We've done 48. Wow. Of these. It feels yeah. like 480. How? I know, but we've done 48. So we're coming up on 50, which is a big one for us because it may be all over. We don't know. Yeah. But so we're coming up on 50. And I just want to tease right now because I think I think we can say with certainty I think that so, this yeah. is going to happen. Yeah, yes. Yeah. For our 50th episode, we are going to have the guy who started it all for both of us, Mr. Craig Kilborn, will wow. be on this podcast. So I'm excited about that. And Goldie, I think we've talked about this uh, strategy, which I think we can also mention here. Goldie and I are going to write our Johnny jokes, but then give them all to Craig to deliver. Because (gasps) he's the as we used to. He's the master. You know, if he wants to pick seven Goldies and oh, one of mine, that's fine. I got fine. goosebumps just yeah. thinking about it. I do. Yeah, so that's it'll so be an cool. honor to listen to Craig deliver our jokes yeah. one wow. more time. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, going go to the stadium and, and someone comes out of the stands and, and he puts on the old uniform. Yes. Shakes yeah. off the cobwebs. Yeah, bro. And <laughs> Turns back starts, the clock. Yeah, for a little October magic. <laughs> um, also, uh, we're going to be promoing Craig, of course, as starting a podcast. We couldn't talk him out of it. Um, and <laughs> yeah. his, his podcast has a great title. What is it? Which is... The Life Gorgeous. It's oh, Craig Kilborn. Very on brand. <laughs> that is good. Perfect for him. When's that starting? Uh, well, he said it's starting in July. Um, okay. And I, so we're on the test episodes? You're basically, <laughs> we're beta test. We're beta cucking <laughs> yeah. for, for Craig's podcast. Anyway, so yeah, The Life Gorgeous in July. We'll be beta testing. We're early guests for him. Um, but I am looking forward to that podcast and especially looking forward to having him on our podcast in yes. two yeah. weeks. Yes. Yeah, because then we break the tape on the finish line. That's right. Get a mylar <laughs> blanket and go home and, and die. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we had an email this week that I yeah. told you. Do you want to? Yeah, go ahead. Look, I it really pains me to read oh. this email. It's a, the email. The subject heading is corrections, and that and it's correcting you. And you know who me? Yeah, yeah you, Alec, and it. God. It's really difficult for me to do this. I hate to do it. <laughs> I can see that in your and face. I, I hate Who wrote the, it? My wife? Uh, no, uh, someone named Gregory Cochran. Oh, and um, and it, it, like, just because of how sanctified I view the podcast, how sacred I think it is in our trust with our listeners, I feel like if we say misinformation, we need to correct ourselves. Yeah. And, and I don't want it to have to come from JC. I don't want it to I have really to come from the that. listener. I... You know, I'll put myself in the line <laughs> of fire and be the bearer of the bad Just news go. here. So, Just okay, go. corrections. And again, I, this really pains me. <laughs> Hello, uh, Gregory. How writes. dare you? <laughs> I love the show, but can no longer resist the urge to correct Alec. Side note: it can be strong that urge. <laughs> uh, when I come around is not the first track on Dookie. So oh. you, I look, you. I, 
you must have said that and I did know, say that incorrect. I did say that and I was wrong and oh, I okay. I looked it up it is actually the 10th track so you Ooh, know what I wow. just forgot I forgot the zero wow That's totally <laughs> totally bungled that one <laughs> yeah and Gregory Cochran writes no country for old men takes place during the first Gulf War not 1980 he then writes expect more corrections exclamation point Gregory Greg feel free to send as many corrections about Alec <laughs> As you need to. And we appreciate your service in that capacity. Well, well, let me just address the second correction, if I may, to Mr. Cockring. I'm sure he's never heard that before. Never heard that before. Um, sorry, Greg. Uh, I was 100% right about uh, No Country for Old Men. It does take place in 1980. And in fact, I looked it up online. I screen captured the photo of this and sent it to that son of a bitch. And he said, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I got confused. Of course, he was thinking of Big Lebowski, which famously <sighs> takes place during the first Gulf War. So I, oh. he was right about one correction. And uh, I apologize for all of you who were expecting when I come around to play right away on Dookie and were then disappointed by the opening track. But rest assured, No Country for Old Men takes place in 1980 when Jack's Lynx beef jerky did not exist. Yeah, it still oh. doesn't. Hey, man, I'm just the messenger here, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it seems I, like you I just it. wanted to just be a you Kevlar vest it. for him because I know how <laughs> scary it can be yeah. when one of your idols gets something wrong and how brave he was <laughs> to, uh, to point it out. I'm an idol. Look at me. <laughs> hey, Ma. Um, one thing I will correct myself on before uh, Mr. Cochran uh, writes in again. We were talking about George Cukor last week mm -hmm. in the Scotty Bowers uh, documentary. Mm -hmm. And I had said I thought that he directed Some Like It Hot, which was not the case. That and I was concurred. I know you did. And that was written and directed by Billy Wilder, Some oh, right. Like It Hot. And George yeah. Cukor, I didn't bother to look him up, but I'm pretty sure he directed like Bringing Up Baby or some of those Cary what? Grant things. Um, George Cukor feels like one of those stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame you pass and go, What? Yeah, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> sure, you're a star. Um, by the way, my my dad was the one who corrected me about uh, Some Like It Hot. I mean, um, Little Women, little David shot. Copperfield. How long did that oh, correction... Oh, Yeah. How long did it did your dad's correction last in like a lapse time from when he started correcting you to when he wrapped it up? Well, 20 my, minutes? Dad, and my, my dad, first of all, avid listener of the show, yes. which we thank you, dad. Thank you for listening. But he does do a thing on the phone where... He'll say three minutes into a call, he'll say like, well, that's about it. And then within that same sentence, he says, oh, I know what I wanted to tell you. <laughs> and then, that's you know, silly. I'll be looking at the time lapse of the phone call, you know, 28 minutes later. And I remembered yeah. it three minutes in. It was, well, that's it. And then it's like, I remember what I wanted to tell you. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. But you know what? The guy, the guy's got a lot of stories to tell. But sure. we, we talked about Cary Grant. He um, told me a story uh, this week that he goes in to get his car fixed and uh, they asked him his name. And as a joke, because there was another like older guy there, he said his name was Cary Grant. And of course, the young people who worked in the car shop had never even heard that name. Right. They don't know yeah. who Cary Grant is or was. 
And so they put my dad's name down as Cary Grant and he's been back since and like he's he's had to get something fixed and he gives them his name. And they're like, could it be under any other name? And he's like, uh, try Cary Grant. They're like, oh, yeah, there it is. It's funny. I know. Wow. He really pulled one over on the just tires, guys. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, God. Those dumb marks. They fell for it. <laughs> they bought it. They don't watch any Turner classic movie. <laughs> Speaking of dumb marks and falling for it, this week we, we have a, an interesting new theme that, yeah. that Goldie thought of. So, Goldie, why don't you explain to the folks what we're going to attempt yeah. this week? So the theme is called Is This Anything? And yeah. basically, you know, we've talked so much about writing. Some would say endlessly. Um, <laughs> and we yep. wanted to maybe do something practical. And I thought, like... I don't write this way, but one could write this way, where if when you need an idea, you look around to the world and you read the papers, the internet, whatever it is you read, and you start to take in events, articles, and say, is this something I could turn into a show? Is it an episode? Is it a, a story? Is it a B story? And so I'm bringing five stories in. Yeah, generously. Thank you for, yeah. for looking that stuff it's, up. Cool. It's nothing to me. Um, <laughs> and I was happy to do it. And we're going to talk about, uh, you know, I'll present the stories. I'll present sort of what I think they may or may not be. You guys can respond to that, what you think it may or may not be. At the end, we'll select one and maybe in a future week try to blow it out and show you how we would approach it. Uh, yeah. um, and then you can uh, so either you can, be amazed or think we're fucking morons. And, <laughs> and to, to just to clarify there, meaning in a couple of weeks, if we identify one of these topics as, yeah, that could be something, we will actually try to write up like an opening scene for yeah. it. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Okay. I think and then that's if cool. any executive yeah. listening wants to just buy it, yeah. Oh, just throw money at <laughs> oh, us and lock God. down the rights because it's such Ma a hot property. Makos is getting her Andrew Jacksons ready. <laughs> <laughs> there are three of these. They're triplets. Um, and by the way, before you get into is this anything, because I brought up Makos, I just want to briefly bring up Jonathan Gabay, another mm. one of our avid listeners, a uh, highly successful producer at the Berlanti Group. He is in the next room right now, oh, and he was he really? absolutely dying to be on the show. And I said, no. We got oh, we got too you much. You should to at do least bring week. him on to say hi. We should have him on because to get an executive viewpoint on yeah. stuff. Yeah, I, I would love to ask but an I, executive. But, but yes. then it would have been a whole thing. Like I couldn't do it this morning because the, I don't know how to headphone split or the microphone. You know, it would have mm. been a nightmare. Maybe episode forty nine. We're looking Could for be. one next week. Do you have a Could ask an executive? Yeah, see, I don't. Already, you're asking me for things that I don't have. Okay, I don't, all right, I don't know all right. What it's that okay. Is. I don't it's have okay. it. I won't stress you out so, anymore. But I, I, t I wanted to say hello, and also, by the way, I said to Tall this year because usually he sleeps up in the attic with like sort of the kitty beds. <laughs> I said this year. Gabay is getting his own room because he listens <laughs> to, to the, the podcast. podcast. <laughs> oh, he can be, he's in the guest house. He can be in the guest house, right? Yeah. All right. So let's get into is this. All right. Anything? So with further a don't, <laughs> here, are, here are my five ideas. Yes. Uh, so the first was an article I sent you. A baby mammoth is almost perfectly preserved after 30,000 years. Basically, some gold miners discovered a female woolly mammoth frozen obviously i think this could be the start of something but you just think to yourself also 
Encino. How do we separate that? How do we not do Jurassic Park with this? Right. Well, here's the thing, because you you sent this, and I thought this was a great one. And you said that when you were you when you sent it along, you're like, well, maybe it's Jurassic Park, but that feels done, and you want to avoid that, which is true. So when you're when you listen to these ideas, obviously, it's a it's a tricky line because you don't want to do Jurassic Park, but you also want to do something that's sort of a conventional story, and that's why for this. This is not Jurassic Park. I don't know if you ever saw like uh, this is almost like. Um, uh, did you see Bumblebee? No. Uh, was that Transformers movie? Anyway, or, there are so many movies like this, like movies with like robots, like Short Circuit mm-hmm. or things where the robot or E.T. This is E.T. I you was fi- going to say it's yeah. it's Paddington. Yes, uh-huh. you find Sold. you yeah because <laughs> this first of all, woolly mammoth, a baby woolly mammoth yeah. is incredibly cute. You right. just you you can just picture that. So this is something. This is like that thing of a kid finds it, mm-hmm. and then the government wants it to take mm. it apart and analyze it and clone or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And it's it's ET. I think that definitely is something. If we can think of a fun name for the woolly mammoth. But it's also like, look, if you were thinking less dramatic, more in terms of comedy, it's like two screwball guys find it. Yeah. yeah, you know, like yeah. they they get lost on their tour of a of an Incan pyramid or whatever. They yeah. wind up with a woolly mammoth, and then they're in Mexico with a, with a woolly mammoth, and it's kind of hangover with a woolly mammoth. Right. Uh, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I like that, and I'll, I'll add the detail of like, what if they're two like it's like Jake and Logan Paul types? Ugh. They're crypto bros <laughs> who have gone bust in the crypto thing, so they do actually go to a gold mine because they feel like they're going to do it the old-fashioned way, and I then love they find this. the woolly yeah. mammoth. <laughs> this actually, we should maybe write something with this because <laughs> I, like I have because this goes into another uh, pitch of mine that I, is actually in like my notebook of pitches, Ooh. which is basically like dumb guys get a Jurassic Park. It's yes. a comedy. Oh. It's dumb Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> and so this is a perfect segue a- into dumb Jurassic Park. Right. Right. Yes. <laughs> so it's a way of doing Jurassic Park, but it's like, you know, to me that the act three is just that it's the town is having the big football game or whatever and the mammoth gets loose and it's yeah. how these people like these small town Idaho cops have to get corral these dinosaurs back into <laughs> captivity and i love that that's great all right, all right. so we've already it was more than i thought right. yeah. Yeah. i was ready to story number one yeah. is something yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. this maybe we just never publish this podcast and then just write <laughs> five just movies do that. <laughs> get rich and retire okay so number two yeah story from the new york post teacher turned only fan star pregnant by student is keeping the baby <laughs> the details of this uh, story goes into basically that it was actually a former student who's now 22. She met him at a bar. They had a one night stand, yeah. not realizing she was his teacher. To me, this is maybe an episode of something right. where, uh, where yeah. a character sleeps with someone who he, they don't realize was their elementary school teacher. Right. That, yeah. that part's the interesting part. The OnlyFans, the baby part. I don't know. Like, I, I guess if I was someone who wrote Lifetime type movies, yeah, yeah, maybe there's something there. I, I we don't really you, do that, so like I, I don't know beyond. But it's, it's like, could Family Guy, Peter Griffin, or Quagmire say? Because Peter's in a marriage, it's kind of hard. Yeah. yeah, could a character sleep with their former teacher and that be something? Sure. Yeah. Yes, it could be. It's interesting though because the story itself is a little bit. 
it's like one of those stories that has a headline that has a lot of interesting words in it mm-hmm. and concepts, but I don't know that they necessarily kind of blend together. It's not, I'm not getting the woolly mammoth vibe. Right. Off this it one. sounds like something, and it, this is, and this is a good lesson why I wanted to do this, is there are a yeah. lot of things like, uh, you know, I was recently pitched someone saying like, we should do a show about cancel culture. And it's like, that sounds like something, but the, yeah. The second you sit down with, you know, you lick the tip of your pencil with your notepad and go, well, so what is it? You just kind of go, this rapidly feels, you know, like the La Brea Tar Pits. It feels like we're we're going to sink and die in here. (laughs) There it is. But it's it's funny that you bring that up, the cancel culture thing, because here's a little fun tidbit for our listeners. Uh, A few years ago at Family Guy, we decided we're going to write a Me Too episode about Quagmire because he's a scumbag. And it's the the Me Too thing was happening big time. Never been it's like, hotter. It's like we, yeah, we got to get in on this. We're going to write an episode. So we had one of our very talented writers went off and wrote the episode. And it came back and we read it, I think at table. And just after the table read, and we never really do this. After the table read, we Rich and I just said, no one wants Family Guy to write a Me Too episode. No right. one is asking for our opinion about right. Me Too. And, and and our opinion would only be, you know, flippant at best. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that episode, which we, again, we rarely do this, we threw it away. Yeah. We gang banged. He as threw we threw it sa- out the window, and then it, ten seconds later, it comes flying back. <laughs> yeah. in. We don't want it either. Yeah, okay, fine. We'll put it in the shredder. <laughs> in the cartoon version, that would have happened. But so we we threw away the episode, and we gang banged. This is a, a crazy looking sounding term, but we that means we just all wrote together an episode that turned into our episode about the Bible, which was actually really funny. Great so, episode. Yeah. It was a. Uh, 1801, 1701, what are the... Oh, listen yeah. to you. Well, because I ended up timing that episode. It was like, yeah. I was pretty new, and our fellow co-worker had asked me to step in to work on that episode, because yeah. it was about... Were you at the Me Too table read, Jason? No, I don't think so. What? Yeah, I don't think so, because I had just started. It was right. one of my first shows, and then... The, but the, it was much, much more fun, as we did at the top of the show, just shitting all over the fucking <laughs> fake Bible, as opposed yes. to, like, giving our weird, you know forced take on me too yeah but I, I think one of the the writing lessons in this is sometimes and you really need to be careful when you're pitching because sometimes like this sounds like something in a pitch meeting you could say that might get people excited but the reality of it is unless you're as excited as you're pretending to be and they're yeah. pretending to be <laughs> yeah you might be stuck with for multiple years of your life yeah dealing with how to solve the problem of how is this anything yes because say they you know say you uh someone an an actor or actress is attracted by the pitch of playing this you know disgraced teacher which you know from an actor's perspective it's probably an interesting part yeah and then like they sign on board so now they want to do something with it and and now you have the actor in place and they're like so what is it and you're just kind of going uh (laughs) you know we think that she the only she's on OnlyFans and she gets pregnant and it's like right but what else right yeah yeah and suddenly you have Jessica Beal attached and everyone's very excited about <laughs> it. yeah and you never stop hearing about Jessica Beal or getting emails right. from Jessica yeah so Beale's I think agent. the verdict on this is sounds like something but is nothing I agree agree okay so the th- the third thing I thought of was that yesterday 
was the 15th anniversary of the iPhone. And yeah. my oh. take on this was, is there one of those Gary Marshall-type movies that they did for, like, Mother's Day, and I think they did one for oh, New yeah. Year's and Valentine's Day, yeah. where you show a, a pastiche of how the iPhone has impacted history and the lives of, like, 20 people, and you maybe tie them all together somehow right. that this... This, the singular drop of this product in history becomes something. That's take one. Take mm -hmm. two, is there a Lego movie type right. thing? Or um, I would say, I don't know if you remember the movie, The Gods Must Be Crazy. Oh where sure, the Coke that. bottle. Yeah, I Coke bottle lands in an that. African yeah. village. And that yeah. the singular that act movie. of receiving this Coke bottle like changes their history. Yeah. yeah. One of those... Two slash three options. Does that sound like anything? Right. Well, I, all I know is you brought up gods must be crazy. I went on uh, my first ever date to the gods <laughs> to that, must be crazy. Really? With, a, with a, in, I believe it was in Lexington at that cinema. Uh, oh, I might have been in that theater with you. <laughs> That's crazy. I got goosebumps just thinking about it. I was there. I was there with Michelle Newman. And hi, Michelle, if you're if you're out there. I was, was there with my dad, who's yeah. definitely not out there right now. I think Aww. I can't remember if it was my mom or her mom, but one of our moms was like a couple rows behind us. Yeah, you must for the whole young. Movie. No monkey yeah. business. Well, there wasn't. There was no chance of that. But uh, yeah. So, but to get back to the iPhone idea, one stumbling block initially on that idea is it's. It's never fun to watch people on their phones. Great point. So, mm -hmm. like, it, it seems like that might be a little too much of the movie, unless you could figure out an interesting way to show iPhone use uh, without having it just be a guy or a girl, or just, you know, hunched over I and like using their phone. What you're saying about the gods must be crazy. When he sees when the Coke bottle falls from the sky, he tries to throw it back. Right. He's remember yeah. he's like this whole scene of him trying to get rid of it. Yeah. So maybe the whole thing is, is it gets dropped into this time and then they're just trying to get rid of it, not really realizing the impact that the iPhone yeah. could have had on their lives. It, it it could also be like some kind of um and I love these movies, but imagine if you took like kind of a before sunrise you know, you before sunset view of it. And he said, like, a romantic comedy of this couple meets through the phone, but then they betray each other through the phone, and the phone becomes this device where they're meeting other people. I mean, I, I don't know yeah. that I I mm -hmm. want to see that. Like, there's obviously a, a lot of work to be done as to what that couple means. And then it's like the guy becomes a sex addict, jerking off, for the, you know, like... <laughs> right. Yeah, as one does. Sure. Yeah, Um <laughs> You know, and it's like you could make a sort of uh, pun intended seminal statement about the phone <laughs> and its impact on our lives. Um, uh, device, I, I don't know that I that like it, it feels like it is something. I don't know that I personally am interested in what it is, but I, I agree. It is something. It's yeah. the divisive device. Whoa. But I, that, whoa. I mean, that's <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> but it, it does seem like it requires slightly maybe a slightly younger writer although i don't know why i mean it came out no. when we were well 30 uh, something uh, okay clear the slate for a second another way to go is um internal profile of steve jobs tim cook history of apple is told through the you start on the release of the iphone 
Yeah. And then go into the death of Steve Jobs. I don't I, like I don't know why, you know, and then the ascension of Tim Cook and yeah. he's a gay executive. Maybe there's something there where it's like um, you know, one of those business movies. Right. Um, oh. Or I mean they kind of have already done a tried a few takes on the Apple like that Steve Jobs movie where he stuck his feet in the toilet and then after that it was like I I, I can't watch this movie. The main character just put his feet in a toilet, right? and, and no one no said one's anything. Talking about and, it. and the whole movie should be like, "Why yeah. did that person just do the single grossest thing I've ever seen anyone do in any movie?" And 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 there was no explanation beyond just what yeah. we saw, yeah. and then it was incredibly distracting. Or, JC, I feel like you have yeah. a little inspiration. So, there. You're, it's present day. You find mm-hmm. the you're like one of those people who keeps their old iPhones. You find the very oh. first iPhone that you have. You open it up, and there are still videos on it that never uploaded to the cloud. Oh. And in those in those videos, it's revealed like someone else had your phone, and it reveals a series of stories that you never knew happened, and it becomes this sort of murder mystery or esp- like some sort of espionage type movie. I like or- my friend, we were just totally humiliated. <laughs> oh. I know. This is, this is by far the best idea that's been said I know. on this podcast this is, ever. This is like the, the Cheers thing all over again, when she came over the top with the point about Sam Malone at the end, and we were all like, okay, yeah, thanks for... Thanks for holding that's a, that's on. That's a great that take, Jason. Okay. Yeah, no, <laughs> I love you. that. I love that. So now, or you know, <laughs> that that got me thinking is uh, the first phone, and there's footage of a murder. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. I, I think exactly. I think you piece it together. Yeah. Yes. JC's idea of found footage on an original iPhone is great. And <laughs> yeah. I think that just turned this from nothing into something. <laughs> it's something now. It's Yay. something now. Thanks Do we to open up a studio? <laughs> yes. Yes. No one, no one wants the podcast, but they want us to just <laughs> churn ideas for them. And, um, so, two more ideas. Yeah. Um, the fourth is this. Cassidy Hutchinson testimony we just mm, realized, yeah. uh, we just saw this week. Yes. Is that a way of tying together a January 6th Trump movie? Like you open yeah. on the testimony. The testimony becomes the vehicle for this Adam McKay type ex- exploration yeah. Yeah. of the events of January 6th. And then, of course, now you have the very cinematic details of the uh, attempt to grab the wheel of the limousine, the throwing the burger mm. on the wall, the fact that he they calm him down by listening to memories. Oh, that's but that was my mo- one moment of overlap with him. It's called memory, but yes, oh, okay. he, he he he. They said they attempted to calm him down by listening to uh, some of his favorite musicals, notably Memory from Cats, yeah. which is oh, where man. hey Donald and I have oh, serious man. overlap. He's such a right basic there. bitch. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's incredible. Like there's no taste beyond the most obvious thing. It's like, I'm going to eat a steak. I'm going to listen to memory. I'm going to put ketchup on things. I'm going to wear a red tie. Like always. He is a basic bitch. I like gone with the wind. Like there's no nuance. Like, could he name three other musicals? It's like, well, of course, Probably it's fucking not. Cats with him. All right, All right. easy on <laughs> Cats. Let's go easy on but, Cats. But, you know, because you could, like, obviously, poetry. obviously you could do a January 6th movie, and it's it's yeah. super juicy for an actor. Like, you get to play Trump Unraveling. You get to play Mike Pence, you know, in the Capitol as he hears, hey, Mike Pence. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Pence right. through the wall. And then you hear the footsteps getting closer. 
uh, you know, Pelosi discovering the turd in her office. I yeah. mean, these are all yeah. like. I'm surprised it hasn't been made. Well, I, I think it will be. Um, but it seems like this testimony is a good way of of framing yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, I agree. yeah, I I agree. I think that is something. And and side note, I wonder. It must be that the turd from Pelosi's office is in evidence somewhere. It <laughs> like should be in being, the Smithsonian. It's being in a glass case. <laughs> And in in an exhibit somewhere, you should be able to sort of like walk around it and go, hmm, wow. Look at that. (laughs) Appreciate it and go, I mean, that's the actual turd from the day. There it is. There's something. And you you know Adam McKay would have a way of of inserting the turd. Like, did the person who do that wipe? (laughs) I know. How? Like, what? Maybe they brought dude wipes. We're brought to you by dude wipes here on a typical disgusting display. You ever feeling a little insecure down below? Dude wipes. I'll like, clean wouldn't that up. you? I mean, if you were to do that, wouldn't you have to know you were leaving in ten minutes to go back to the hotel to shower? <laughs> yeah. Like you can't go like, and I'm going to be here two days with Congress people zip tied and be taking care of them. It's like uh, you're, you have like a, a a poop in your butt. You have a poopy butt, and you're gonna like you're gonna you're gonna lead a revolution with a poopy butt. Uh, and then you. it's like you're going to get a meat Trump because he's going to show up and you're going to smell like shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> here's Trump. here's to their what's to their advantage. The fact that it was January helps with poop butt. If it were August and you yeah. had poop butt, that would be awful. But yeah. January poop butt, you have about an, an extra half hour to get somewhere. This would be our comedy in the movies. I could play the cop who comes in and goes, do you think the person who did this wiped? I just do like, you know, we write stand-up for Yeah, this we person. write Seinfeld, yes. Seinfeld and George coming to discover the shit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so I think this is I, yeah. I, I think this is something, and I will say that I loved your suggestion. Like this is an Adam McKay. I would be surprised if Adam McKay is not developing a January sixth yeah. movie. Do like, it with I bet us. he will. Yeah, yeah, sure. Give us a call, Adam. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> We've got a ton of ideas. You heard? Yeah. Okay. And so the last idea, I'm ready to just say this is something. Ooh. The question is, uh, has the sort of ship sailed on this type of movie? And basically, you know, there are all these movies about famous musicians, Elton Mm. John, the Queen movie. Um, You and I both recently watched the Bee Gees documentary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so the the great thing about doing one of these movies from a, a perspective of the audience and getting it made is you have probably a good half hour of playing music that everyone loves Loves. that you don't have to write story for. Like it's, it's built in. People are going to be moving and grooving and there's, there's these good feelings because you have the music. Yep. And, and it's like, you know, the movie, the movie pitch perfect, which was incredibly popular. Like why? Well, they did a good story, but more importantly, it's because it's just great music. You're sitting there and you, you're happy to hear this music. Totally. So, so I feel like the Bee Gees, they, they come from Australia. It's three brothers. Hemsworths. Yes. You yeah. said that. We need and then we yeah. need a fourth person to play Andy. Okay. Andy. Yeah. Yeah, but we can we can find like can Bradley Cooper playing. Actually he's too old now. It would too have to old. be yeah, yeah. Harry yeah. Styles. It has to be Harry Styles. Right. Harry Styles, has love to it. Be. To play Andy Gibb. And so then you you know, they come from Australia and they go to England, they have these hits, and they you know, they they metamorphosized a few times. I mean, they became, yeah. you know, disco, uh, they discovered yeah. the falsetto thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Maurice got into drugs, right? It was Maurice. I don't want to. I, def- I mean, he's dead, I so mean, we can't yeah. defame him. But yeah, hang um, on. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, but basically, like only one is living. Um, yeah. 
but that the yeah. whole disco thing. And of course you have the great scene of them blowing up uh, the, the disco records at Comiskey park. And you can put that yeah. in a montage of like, everything's peaking at once. Studio 54 is going wild. The band is cotton drug decadence, the fucking TNT yeah. pushes. And then it's just, then you come up on like an overdosed body. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. cinematic stuff yeah. you can do. I love it with it. I love um, the Bee Gees. Well, I mean, the idea of, because listen, People, I don't, I don't know why. Like people went nuts for Rocket Man. They went nuts for the Queen movie. They were both fine. The, like, the they Queen movie, I would, I would say, was not fine. Not I would, fine. And I love the music. And I, and I actually yeah. thought he did a good job as Freddie Mercury. That yes. wasn't the problem. The problem yes. was the main scene building up to Farm Aid. It was Farm Aid, right? The famous concert. Live Aid. Live, live Aid. Aid. Live yeah. Aid. There you go. Like, yeah. <laughs> so they. <laughs> They they pack Wembley Stadium, so that's yeah. 100,000 people. And then they, they keep cutting into, like, the phones are ringing and they're raising so much money. And at one point, like, so they go, like, we're up to $400,000. And then, and then the, the climax is, we're up to a million dollars. And you go, <laughs> okay, wait, Wembley Stadium holds 100,000 people. So yeah. you got 10 bucks from each person <laughs> yeah. and then you're kind of going like, we did it. It's like, that's not that much money. I know. For what you did. <laughs> they didn't solve anything either. No. Was, no. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, no, the, the Queen movie, both, both the Queen, I, I gave them, I tried to be nice. I didn't really like either movie. I mean, I the, the, the Rocket Man movie Clearly, Elton John was so into it because they had a handsome guy playing him. He was so, like, supportive of Taron, what's his name, Taron Edgerton or whatever, Uh. who who played him. Because Taron Edgerton is, like, a very handsome Hollywood movie actor. Yeah. And Elton John looks like, I mean, no offense, he looks like Porky Pig. So it's like to have, no, I I mean, he does. He's great. I love him. But he's not an attractive man. So, like, he just loved that this hot guy was playing him. And so then everybody was like, oh, I guess this is good. It wasn't good. Has anyone had an easier gig in history than Bernie Toppin? Oh, my oh. God. Where you just kind of go, like, here's here's nothing. Make <laughs> it into something. Da- uh, Daniel, you're on a plane, something, <laughs> something. <laughs> you know. And then it's like the guy turns into this genius thing. And, and you go, we did it. <laughs> like, oh, he did we? everything. Yeah. <laughs> Like you gave him, you gave him nothing. Oh God, I love that. The bitch Hold is me back. closer, tiny dancer. Like that's nothing. All right, come music. on, complete, no, no, com- without the music. But no, I'm saying complete. Blue Jean, jo- baby, com- complete, L.A. lady, seamstress for the band. Complete your joke. Hold me closer, tiny dancer. Stay away from me, big dancer. <laughs> Always love that. <laughs> Any chance to get that yeah, on. Yeah, stay away from me, giant dancer. <laughs> giant dancer, that's right. Make me, uh, um, the joke. Bee Gees is something, though. The yeah. Bee Gees. So let's let's rank the somethings. For me, I think the Woolly Mammoth is number I one. I think that's the, the thing to me because, you know, you could also end it on something where it's like, and then... The movie ends. Is that a triceratops in the mine? <laughs> oh, you know, like you could build it into something. I, to yeah. me, it's 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 the most interesting because you're not bound by fact, and like that's right. the type of writing we do. Yeah. But if we were a different type of writer, I, I you know, it's like if if I were Billy Ray who did Shattered Glass, where it's like, listen, I, what that guy could do with January Six, you know, would would blow the roof yeah. off the joint. 
God, you know. Shattered Glass does not get enough. I have to uh, watch that. Shine that that yeah. movie was so. Fun Maybe we to talk watch. about that on a podcast. Make we should. Yeah, because then it's yeah. so sure interesting, and it's about writing. So there yeah. we go. That's us. Um, and, but you know. so I agree with you. I would put I would put Baby Mammoth at the top. Yeah, I would I would put January sixth as like the really juicy. I mean, Oscar bait to be involved mm-hmm. yeah. with. Totally. I would BGs. say. Bee Gees is probably commercially. Yep. I would love that. That's the a best thing, and then the other ones are fucking garbage. <laughs> what, about, what about my iPhone one? Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus! I almost <laughs> yeah, forgot. No, right. that that I might be two. That. that might be two. Yeah, that might that, be two. I yeah. actually, I mean, that, there's an argument for that four one. It's just we're not the. Um, not the JC's right. clearly yeah. the person to do it. I Alec know. and I are oh, not yeah, the right people to execute that. Lack it up. Found footage on the first iPhone. Right. Um, opening your drawer, the old phone. Yeah. yeah. A murder you didn't know about. That's <laughs> yeah. great. Love it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But right. Could it be a comedy? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, either Once way, it, I just think it's a it's a great device. Yeah. Once again, JC more engaged as a writer than the actual writers. <laughs> yeah. Who hate writing? Well, yeah, we, we're pretty upfront about it. Right. Yeah, yeah, we are. That's kind of our whole thing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Goldie, that is a very I fun topic. I love that you suggested that, and thank you for bringing in those interesting stories. That and and I could see us. That could be a segment. We could we could do that again. Yeah. And also now yeah. maybe we have to get to work on one of them because that that could yeah. be that could be something interesting. Start emailing a final draft doc back and forth. Oh, just a Google doc that we can <laughs> yeah. bounce back and forth. You need um, money. I need money. I desperately need money. Yeah. Who doesn't? Well, here's here's the part of the show that makes us so much money each week. It's a part of the show that we like to call Top Five. Top Five. Brought to you by Dude Wipes. Um, so, Goldie, this was your category this the week. Sad Explain thing is it. It. The Explain sad thing it. is is we don't even have Dude Wipes. I know. <laughs> like that Dude Wipes is aspirational for us. Oh, aspirational. Yes. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> dude Wipes love. is a big Shark Tank story by the way oh. is it yeah they went on and i've i've just been making my way through the shark tank oeuvre and they revisited dude wipes it's like when we came on we had eighty thousand dollars in sales now we have our own dude wipes factory and they're throwing <laughs> a football back and forth and it's as bad as you think by the way those things clo- you've just clogged every toilet in america that's all you've done the environment there's no such thing as a flushable wipe just I know. Get a well, again, washlet. that's that's the get a uh, washlet. Thank businesses you. Businesses have to pivot, and when are they going to do it? Yeah. Okay. So yes, we said top five animals. Yes. Um, I have my list. I'm ready. Yes. Right. I'm ready let me, to present me, it and defend let it. Let me. I'll go first, just <laughs> okay, because I first. feel like uh, maybe I mine aren't as interesting. Anyway. Okay. So number five for me, top five animals. I put the koala bear. Um, I think they're, first of all, they're adorable. They're very cute. But also, um, they're high on eucalyptus leaves (laughs) all the time. And I've been told that they're like actually kind of assholes. Oh, really? Like they're, you want them to be, you want them to be super friendly and cuddly because of the way they look. But apparently if you try to cuddle them, they just scratch the shit out of you and they're, they just want to get high on eucalyptus leaves all day. So I can relate. I have a question for you. Yes. Maybe 80% of this just because you had one that clipped to the end of your pencil in 1970. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I loved those things. Just pinching their back did. and the They're arms very go out. Cute. Those were yes. great. Really cute. You can, and I don't know how we got away with that as men, but we did it. Uh, number four, and here's my cheeky answer. Number four is Animal from the Muppets. Oh. Lo- loved it. Okay. 
yeah, love the animal from the yeah, Muppets. He's, he's who great. current by the way, and Goldie, we've discussed this before. Animal from the Muppets is currently in like a Geico ad campaign. And the guy who's like the husband in in that campaign looks exactly like a combination of me and Goldie. Oh, Goldie, remember right. I sent you that picture? Remember that guy? Terrible for him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, that man's trapped in an awful uh, ping pong game. I, yeah, I'll Goldie. also say, just turning back to Is This Something, what about an, a Muppets movie that's just the animal origin story? Yeah. I love that. Very it's like you do that the, when they did Johnny Cash. You do one of these musical movies. Oh, my God. But for animal. Yes. Yeah. But like and dramatic. I love meeting animal animals' family, like the other animals. <laughs> that yes. would be awesome. <laughs> Seeing teen animal. <laughs> That's great. That's at yeah. least worthy of like a, you know, kind of a, uh, some kind of offshoot for a streaming service, the animal origin yeah. story. That is something. Yes. All right. Number three for me, uh, sea otters. Oh. Um, I think they're very cute and they like float around on their back holding hands so they, yes. they don't get in danger. And it's always, I'd see it on the intranet and I enjoy it. <laughs> All right. And number, here we go. Like I didn't know what to do up top. So I just did it. Number two for me is cats and number one is dogs. <laughs> like I don't, I didn't know where else to go. I love cats. Some people don't, but I, I feel like I relate to them. They're sort of entitled assholes. So I, I get that. And dogs are obviously the best. I mean, what more can be said about dogs that hasn't been said already? So that's that's my top five. All right. All right. Uh, you want to go or should I go? Why don't I go? Because then you have to introduce the topic. No problem. Okay. Uh, number five, I am going to go with hippopotami. They're just ridiculous. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, if that can't put a smile on your face, there's, there's something wrong with you. Dangerous. They're very dangerous, I'm told. Are they? Well... I'm not encountering any. In- yeah, yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> They're adorable. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> number four, I'm going to go with hummingbirds. Oh, they're Just awesome. The exquisite beauty. Um, yes. It's an animal that means that means a lot to me. I'll say yes. it's sort of like when I see one, I feel like, oh, that's a message to me. Yes. Oh, that's why? Sweet, how, sure. Why? Why? I don't know why. I just think uh-huh. it is. It's What's something it? private. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. It's private. Uh, We're on a number, podcast. Well, no one's listening. <laughs> That's uh, true. N- number three, I'm going to go with chimpanzees. Oh. oh. So funny. They're star in movies. Like anytime you see one on screen, you're like, here comes some friggin' fun. <laughs> These people get it. Yeah. Every movie needs one. Every TV show needs one. I don't know how we got away Without from them. just there being a constant presence on our screens. I think there were too many, too many ripped open nut sacks. Oh, man. <laughs> like, Is I think that, that true? was becoming a problem. There, there was this great news story. I, at this point, it was probably 20 years ago. I remember reading where, so that, you know, they, they become violent. They get older. They're cute as babies. Then as they get older, they get stronger. They become violent and they have to retire them. So <laughs> these people had owned a chimpanzee and it was now on a sanctuary and they were going to visit the chimpanzee on its birthday at the sanctuary. Yeah. And the, the chimpanzee got loose and tore the guy's nose and nutsack off. Oh, and ran Jesus. Off. But you go, you go, first of all, the chimpanzee doesn't know it's its birthday. Right. Like it doesn't understand that, it's, that it was born and has a day and that yeah. you're celebrating it. So I just imagine like, 
someone holding a birthday cake <laughs> to this thing that has no idea what any of this is and that instantly just rips its balls and nose off oh. before it can do anything and then is gone and then you're covered in birthday cake going like, why? <laughs> By the way, I, I, I would be like. okay. If I could do, get a chimpanzee to rip my nose off, I mean, for, it'd be a hefty job for the chimp, but I, I would it'd be, be two okay. Chimps. Yeah, yeah, a couple chimps to work on each nostril. <laughs> it's like digging a pool. It's going to yeah. be a few weeks. Yeah. Um, number two, I just think they're amazing. Uh, occasionally I encounter one surfing. It's magical. The dolphin. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Sure. Yeah, they're great. Yes. You see great. one out there. They're hey, super intelligent. Hey, Goldie, they're smart. They're very <laughs> they're smart. smart. They're, smart. they're very smart. And number one is... The pug, of course. Yeah. Mike drop. Lloyd. 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 Lloyd will be Lloyd. Bad Lloyd. Bad Lloyd. Actually, it's Lloyd's a good boy. Good Lloyd. There it is. That's more like it. That's right. That's right. Okay, so my top five animals, starting with number five, the rhinoceros. Oh, yeah. prehistoric. It's just yeah. like a dinosaur amongst us. Yeah. I've never seen one in person. That'd be pretty cool. Oh yeah, I, I have. They're they're cool. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> awesome. I've been I've been on safari. No big oh, deal. Really? Oh. Yeah. Okay, I've been dragged take... dragged by my wife, but oh, okay. I enjoyed it. Oh. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Next podcast on yeah. safari. <laughs> uh, number four, the emperor penguin. Um, mm. They're just like they're kind of like. Humans, I don't know. They're they're penguins birds. are great. Yeah, penguins are great, and they they had a moment with March of the Penguins yeah. and the Happy Feet and all that. But right. Yeah, very right. cute. Um, okay, number three is um, the peregrine falcon. I um, I have seen a peregrine falcon dive down and knock out a gull, a seagull, a, mass, a big bird midair, unconscious, and grab it and fly away. These this are, is why you like them? Yeah. I, I love burgers. I, I, there was a time where I studied the marbled merlet, and uh, that was the first time I ever saw it. Wasn't yeah. that a Dashiell Hammett book? <laughs> no. It was, a, it was a bird that they were trying to figure out if it was threatened or endangered. So I moved up to Oregon, and we did we studied the marbled merlet. They nest Wait, in what? old growth forests. What the fuck is this? Wait, you yeah. had to move to study yeah. a bird? Yeah, because they when only... When was this? This was in the 90, early 90s. 90s yeah, oh, yeah remember weird. how old you i am modeling well no uh i wasn't at that moment because i moved to oregon <laughs> so <laughs> i um was only it was like a year two years of my life maybe maybe a year and a half only two only? years yeah. jesus christ yeah. you're, so you're like in a cabin in the woods no, looking no. at blades <laughs> we were in newport <laughs> oregon and the bird nested in old growth forest and there's a big logging town called newport so yeah. there's a team of four of us. We lived in a house like out in the woods um, on Yaquina Bay Road. I don't even know how to pronounce it. And every morning before Thank sunrise, you. we'd go out on a Boston whaler and we would basically wait for these birds to fly out from their old growth uh, nests. And they're, they're alcid birds, so they're diving seabirds. So they would come out. And then we were would you basically a, count Were you them. writing a paper? Yeah, it, like was a, a, it was a study to figure out if they were threatened or... Are they? They're, I think they're now gone they might be gone or oh, wow. they're in like very very endangered so this was the 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 marbled, marbled merlet yeah okay every day i sit on a marbled turlet <laughs> <laughs> okay then number two that's right sorry longa so no that's why we love that uh, 
Number two is um, the Blue Heeler Australian Sheepdog. Um, oh, I, they're smart. They're uh, smart. I love the, those dogs. I this very special place in my hat. Um, and number one, Great White Stew? Shark. Yeah, I know. <laughs> how is it? How did I miss that? Wait, the Great White Shark. Yes. Wow. So you like the like deadly things? Yeah, I like scary, imposing animals that are top of apex predators. I like apex okay. predators. It's interesting. <laughs> so if we put our number ones in a fight, you have a Great White Shark. Goldie has a pug. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I know that's a sad, sad thought. World's no, scary great, enough. They, uh, great whites are cool. Yeah, I agree with that. They're yeah. very cool yeah they're yes a lot of them here off cape cod all right well that was a fun list goldie um what do you have for us next week jc okay so i'm again i'm dipping in the tom leggett list Ooh. okay stealing stealing totally totally (laughs) legit totally legit (laughs) (laughs) top five we gotta end this soon (laughs) top five superpowers that you wish you had Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I like that. Thank you, Tom Leggett. Yes. Very nice. Um, All right. Well, we've come to uh, the time of the show where we like to end it on a high note. (laughs) Tom and Max. (laughs) Tom and Max. Thank you, Tom and Max. Very lilting and slightly too long high note. (laughs) Um, I'll go quickly. Mine's easy. as I said last week, my high note was that we were in the new house. The The house is fantastic. My wife Yay. did a, an amazing job. Like, it's it's really great. Awesome. But the high note this week is that we now actually, the house is filled. Like, we have friends here. That's it's, awesome. like, really nice to be able to celebrate with this crew that's been coming here uh, for July 4th for the last, you know, some of them for the last 10 years. So really fun. Really glad to have them back. That's and, nice. And uh, that's my high note. Must be nice. Must be nice. <laughs> hey, Goldie, you're you're always invited. And you guys came one year. Uh, I don't think we ever did. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> it must have been someone else. Yeah, it was Fogarty. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'll, I'll go. Okay. Uh, this is kind of a small one, but, you know, when I was a kid, I always dreamed of having a robot. I mean, I think we all did. We thought robots would be doing anything. Yeah. Total dudski. They never showed up. But... <laughs> um, <laughs> I did find, you know, I'm fortunate we have a, a swimming pool here. Yeah. And one of the problems is, you know, the leaves get on the bottom. It, it's enormously time consuming to get them out. They uh, make these robots that <sighs> go down in your pool. They look like friggin' Wall E. Wall E. Wall E. Wall E. I got one for my wife for her birthday. You drop it in the pool, it goes on a little mission, and it goes back and forth, and it vacuums the pool. It's cordless. It's got, like, a battery, and this thing has, like, our pool looking so good, and I own a friggin' working robot. You do? Yes. Is this in lieu of a pool guy or... Girl. We have a pool guy okay. as well, but it's it's like after, the day after he leaves, it's always yeah. You know the leaves start there's leaves everywhere. They start falling, and I can't keep up. And now it's like we run this thing forty five minutes a day, and it looks like he's just he's just come every day. But I also 
also own a robot. Yeah, that's that <laughs> part. That's awesome. Love it. Love it. Uh, my high note is this comes out on Monday. So this <laughs> Stu's birthday is coming up. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> How many birthdays does this guy have? One a year, believe it or not. And we have a show. We are performing Ooh. at the Belasco with Perry Farrell. Um, so we will be, because we're, we're in a band together with Perry Farrell. Crazy, awesome. crazy, crazy awesome. things. So yeah. that, awesome. and uh, also the new Danny Elfman uh, remix record that Stu executive produced and also produced a couple songs on came out uh, yesterday and I vocal produced on it. So Amazing. Congrats. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you very much. Oh, God. JC, though, you, it, so many of these are about Stu. You have That's to let I'm some loud. of our listeners have fantasies that you're slightly available. What? <laughs> and so it's like enough with <laughs> oh, Stu. You have, to, you have to seem slightly available. All right. <laughs> That's what about fine. me? <laughs> no, no, no. You and I don't count. You and I don't matter. <laughs> um, all right. The right amount of money. Yeah, that's <laughs> hour <right>. with me. <laughs> there's, there's a show. Someone a movie. makes it a decent proposal. <laughs> a decent. <laughs> for which you can have an hour with me, for which I will need three and a half minutes. <laughs> um, anyway, hey, wow, what a wonderful show this week. And we're, we're going to be back at it next week and grinding towards 50. And then what happens at 50? We don't know. Yeah. Oh, who knows? But uh, I want to thank you two for being awesome. I want to thank everyone out there for listening. And we will talk to you again next week. Next week. <laughs>